Hey, 2H2Fers, if you're checking this out on the audio version, which if you're listening to this, you obviously are. So, which means you're missing out on the Matt Climbing highlight reel that yours truly, George, created for him. If you want to check it out on YouTube, do. If you don't, hey, do what you want. With that said, let's go too hard, too fast. Bye. We just got to continue to push forward and, and come out even stronger. Hey, very quick though. Um, I haven't had breakfast, so because it's it's noon here, I think I'm buzzed, guys. I'm a little buzzed. So <laughs> I'm sorry if I say some stupid things, but all right, two H two Fers, we're back with your two favorite mother Fers and Matt Kleine, professional, retired professional ice hockey player. It's Thursday. You know what that means? We're only gonna work one more day for Friday, and then we're here to the weekend. But with that said. Matt Klein is here. We're going to talk about his life. We're going to talk about his career. It's going to be amazing. We're going to go off the rails. So sit back, buckle up, and let's go. Too hard, too fast. Boom. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome to Too Hard, Too Fast. Too Hard, Too Fast. Too Hard, Too Fast. Too Hard, Too Fast. Welcome back. Too Hard, Too Fast. We go off the rails, and George has to worry about it. So (laughs) here we go. The podcast of the century. <laughs> so you know what? I think it's time to get into the life of Matt Kleine. But before we do that, I want to know one question, and I don't know if he's willing to answer. But who is your favorite NHL team? The Dallas. Uh, easy man. Nah, no, not Dallas. I'd have to go Edmonton Oilers. Edmonton nice. Oilers. Oilers. Yeah. You did say that earlier that you know growing yeah, up you saw that. Exactly. Eighty-eight, bro. Eighty-eight. That's why I asked you that question, dude. I'm glad you yeah. knew that. Hey, well, I don't know if you've noticed from my background. I did this purposely. I usually change up a few things from my background. Usually, it's the hat that kind of shows up right here. Can you oh, tell what the dirty? That dirty <laughs> Bruins, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I know. Well, I'm not sorry. No, I'm not sorry. But um, I know – actually, I'll tell you how I got into this. And I'll tell you how I got into hockey as we get into your story. Um, because I think it would really go into how I met you the first time and how I came to know who you are. Um the Cowboys suck, man. The Cowboys. It does have to do with anything, bro. Well, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. Okay. So, I grew up around football, and I know we talked on, on Instagram quite a bit. I told you. I don't know if you saw a message, but I said, I was, oh, your surgery. You just had surgery. Uh, yeah. Tell the people how, how you're doing. You had knee surgery. I don't know if you want to talk about that. Yeah. Well, this is the first one. They just cleaned up the cartilage, made sure I had enough cartilage left over. The next one, they're actually going to cut like into my shin bone a wedge because my knee's off right now. So it pretty much it's just, you know, bone on bone. So, I mean, yeah, I'm going to take advantage that advantage of the German doctors. They're probably some of the best in the world. They're going to put in a US? plate. Uh, yeah, man. Germans, Germans don't mess around, right? That German <laughs> just starts with the German engineering, you know? I mean, yeah, <laughs> Germans know what they're doing, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, gonna get that done in three, four weeks. I'll go back and yeah, get the solid knee surgery, and hopefully it helps me out. Yeah, so I'm glad you're doing good, and that's what 
I had said in the on the message I told you that I had knee surgery myself in high school. I grew up playing with football, so I played football. Uh, obviously, I didn't make it out of high school playing football. Um, wasn't going to be a thing. It wasn't going to be a thing for me. It wasn't. Obviously, as a kid, I was like, "Ooh, maybe I'll maybe I'll make it a thing." You know, that's everybody's um, thought. And so, anyways, getting into why I like the Bruins, how I got into hockey. <laughs> Uh, Rona, put your mask back on. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Hey, cover up. Fucking cover Rona. Up. Hey, Jesus, Rona. <laughs> Look, I felt it here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <God>. So, <laughs> so, you know, the Cowboys are sucking, and it's kind of like getting hard to cheer for them. I don't want to jump ship. I'm still going to like the Cowboys. But Cowboys I want to get into a different kind of sport. Basketball is fun. I like it, but it's not my thing. And... You know, San Antonio had a team. I just moved into San Antonio. I'm going to call it San Antonio. And there's dollar beers at the San Antonio Rampage game. As a college kid, that's the place to be on a Friday. So we will go there for dollar beers and, you know, didn't know the game. Didn't know what was going on. I would I would eventually say, well, this is kind of like soccer. And kind of like started learning it that way, started learning the rules. And eventually it was like, I think hockey is my favorite sport now, like even more so than, than, than football. Like I will watch a hockey game before I watch a football game now. But I, was, I still wasn't NHL, like there was no NHL team for me and I needed to have a team to, to cheer for. And I remember watching the Philadelphia Flyers in a, in a – in a playoff game against the Bruins and where the Bruins lost. And they had said the Bruins have such talent on this team, but they can't seem to make it anywhere. They can't, they can't seem to get a, their cup. Um, and at the time they hadn't won a cup since 72, I believe. Man, it sounds like the Cowboys, bro. Yeah. I mean, so that was like, I, I don't want to <laughs> jump. I don't, I don't want, my thing was, I don't want to jump to a team that's going to be, the New England Patriots who are winning. Yeah, they're bandwagon jumping. Yeah, yeah be I want to – I want – if I'm going to cheer for a team and if they actually win, I want to feel good about it. So I jumped on the Bruins, you know, talent, no no wins for a long time. And that's how I got it. And then I was like, oh, a lot of people actually hate the Bruins. Uh, yeah, let's do it. big bad so Bruins. I, yeah, so it's kind of like the Cowboys. A lot of people hate the Cowboys. So yeah. I, I got into that. And then finally, 2011, they won. And I was still very new to it. Like, I, I became a hockey fan in 07, 08-ish. And then 08, 09, I started knowing more. And then 11, 2011, they finally win. And it felt good, but it wasn't like that. Oh, like I've been a Bruins fan forever. So it was like, <laughs> it was like oh, that's pretty cool. That's what a win feels like. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So now I'm, I'm I'm waiting still that win to take. Yeah. So anyways, that's my story into hockey, into meeting you. I um uh, I met you as a rampage player. You came to play for the San Antonio Rampage, and as a season ticket holder, we were we were given access to the players. But it was you that I really cheered for, and I don't mean to fanboy. I know we already had a whole episode and podcast of just becoming, I don't know, friends. Can we say friends? 
Oh yeah, we're buddies Acquaintances. now. <laughs> no, no, we're hey, we're, we're friends. Hey, yeah, we're hey, what about you and me, Matt? What are we? Oh yeah, buddy. Hey, we're yeah, we're we're definitely friends, especially when you come over to Oktoberfest. Woo! Hell yeah. Or, <laughs> or in Canada, wherever you're at, dude. Yeah, wherever I am at. Is man, Mexico a possibility for you to move to or no? <laughs> Maybe, dude. Yeah, just for the <laughs> weather, right? Yeah, yeah, when weather. my knees can't handle this winter and cold, yeah, I need to go somewhere warm. Exactly. Hey, did you know what? Worm has already offered you a house. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you three months free rent, dude. For real. <laughs> oh. So with that... Um, you know, I meet I meet you as a fan. I've I've been a fan clearly. Like, who would you say your favorite player on the rampage is? You, of course. Very cool. That's awesome. Met you. I showed you a picture earlier. I met you at some point. Super fanboy. I'm gonna stop being a fanboy. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, I already made it weird enough. Let's learn about Matt climbing. Let's learn where you started. <laughs> What got you into hockey, Matt? Well, man, just in Canada, growing up, it's it's cold here. I mean, it's cold in Canada a lot. It's snowy. At, you know, hockey's our sport in Canada. Hockey's the number one sport, so everybody plays. Uh, I have five siblings, so I have three brothers, two sisters. I'm the youngest. And, man, I just didn't really decide for myself. It was just what my family did, right? end up playing hockey when I was a kid and just really just continue to play, continue to play. And it just always worked out where, um, yeah, I just kept moving up the ranks and just continued to play until they really pretty much told me that I couldn't play anymore. And here in Texas, football, like I said, is the thing. We start playing in elementary. Is hockey a thing in elementary school? No, we have uh, like minor hockey, like every city has like their teams. So essentially, I started skating when I was like six, where some kids in Canada, man, they're on the ice when they're like three, four years old. I mean, it's just, it's just the same as, you know, American football, where families want their kids involved in sports, and it helps when it's like the most popular sport. So I started when I was six, was on the ice. I became a goaltender when I was seven, and man, it just, yeah, I just continued to play goaltender until... Yeah, this year. So I played for 30 years as a goalie. So it's not like – so this is an outside-of-school thing. Like in in Canada, is it like an outside-of-school thing? Like you go to school yeah. and then you, you get into a different league outside of school. Yeah, man. And like growing up, like ice was expensive. So a lot of times, like every week, like one or two days a week, we'd practice before school. So I'd practice at like, you know, 6.30 in the morning – practice for an hour and I'd go to school and I'd be like the smelly kid, right? Because we weren't showering at that time. <laughs> so wearing the dirty gear and then, yeah, you'd show up to class, you know, twice a week, uh, just just the smelly kid. What makes what, – what made you go from a skater to a goaltender? Like what made that decision? Well, I played one year as a player and then my brother that's closest to me, he was a goaltender. And I, I want to say that that was a big reason for it, but I just think that I was probably not a very good skater maybe at the time. And I was big, so the coach was like, yeah, you know, get a net and put the gear on. And I was pretty good right off the bat. And usually when you're good at something, they want you to continue to play. So I ended up continuing to play, fell in love with the position. And, man, yeah, it just worked out well where I ended up playing 
playing forever. So yeah, it worked out really well. Nice. That's awesome. Hey bro, give me some tips on skating, dude. I suck at skating. <laughs> I could go for like a little bit and then it's like, I don't know what the hell, dude. I'm like, <laughs> you got to work on your edges, man. Or maybe get like a, a pylon or like a, a push card or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll try that, man. Shoot, I'll try that. Or like the little have kids. Ever, have, have you ever gone skating? I've gone, uh, I've gone a couple of Tycon, like maybe I could count in my fingers, dude. I've, for sure less than 10, so I've probably gone like seven times. Each really? time I suck, dude. Like I'm able to go a little bit and then, I don't know, like I lose my balance or I don't know what the hell, dude. <laughs> I tried tidying up my skates, dude. Yeah. I tried, um, I don't know, dude. I don't know. I just can't get it. I don't know. Have you any bad, like bad wipeouts? Wipeouts? Mm. Yeah. But it's funny because I could do a skateboard. I could do, I could do a little bit of snowboarding. I could, but skate. Can you do rollerblades? I no? haven't really tried that. No, no, not really. <laughs> I, I guess I should try yeah, rollerblading. It's... Maybe that is it kind of the same thing. It should be the same thing, right? Yeah, it's the same thing, but it's tough to look cool when you're rollerblading, right? Yeah, it's, I know, right? <laughs> I know, right? That's why I don't want to do walk. it. <laughs> no one does oh. that no more. I haven't seen anyone in any neighborhood, dude. I go all over Texas. I don't see anyone. I don't see any kid rollerblading. So I guess that's no. out. I used no. to roll. I don't. I don't longboard for a couple summers. Yeah, longboarding's fun. Longboard is cool. Uh, yeah. But I used to rollerblade in in middle school, and yeah, I would oh, get made fun of. I was like, I don't care. It was fun, but I think that's what got me, you know, to be able to skate. Like I. And the thing I couldn't do was skate backwards. Man, you know, it's like anything. We talked about, like, smoking barbecue before. Like, you just got to keep doing it, right? It's like anything in life. You keep doing it. You're going to get better. You're going to pick it up. You can't be scared to fall down, right? You just get get back up on your feet and keep going, you know, just like smoking barbecue. Yeah. Yeah, I have a lot of practice drinking beer. Or drinking beer, right? Yeah, the more (laughs) you drink, the better you get. I think we're ready for (laughs) Oktoberfest, dude. <laughs> I I don't man those beers dude the steins are like this and they just keep them coming you know the girl comes over carrying like these te- you know 10 12 big steins drops them down I mean you got to yeah I mean you talk a big game my first year I got carried out of there like I didn't yeah I got carried out Hey you're going to have to carry both of us out of there man <laughs> Are you that strong bro Are you that strong Just drag us out just hey, you squat both of us bro <laughs> I need to practice. You practice. I, need to get, I need to get back in the gym once the lockdown's over. There you go, man. There you go. And I think that's what's going on. Hey, just have your baby girl, bro, and squat her, dude. There you go. See? Oh, I have been. I've been doing the old fucking no, press, you, you know? <laughs> trying to keep her busy. This old press. And then she smiles hey, and everything, dude, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you look like you're ready to jump on the ice, man. Uh, no, no, I'm <laughs> done. I'm I'm more in a beer drinking now. <laughs> retired go. life. All right, before we get into your retired life, though, let's let's back up minor or junior leagues. Actually, what what, what is the difference? And then how did you end up there? Because I know you ended up playing for a minor junior league, or maybe I'm saying it wrong. It was a different term. Oh, junior, eh? Yeah. 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 Yeah, so essentially you play your minor hockey in, like, the city you're from, and you start when you're, like, six. You play until you're 18. And if you don't make junior before 18, usually then you just play beer leagues or you play for fun. 
But then junior is anywhere from like 16-year-olds to 20-year-olds. So, um, yeah, if you're good enough, a lot of times you move away from home when you're 16, 17. You live with the family um, to play junior hockey. And you do that from, you know, until you're 20. But if you're good enough, you can move up to pro when you're 18 and play in the NHL. So it all kind of just depends on how well you play, how good of a player you are. But the path I took was I left home when I was 16. I played uh, two years of junior B away from home, played four more years of junior A, which is minor, minor junior. And then from junior, I went to college hockey. So I did college hockey for four years. And then after college, I turned professional. But some players can miss college altogether if they're good enough. And they can essentially go from junior hockey right to professional if they're good enough. But I, I wasn't nearly good enough. So I had to go the college route. And, um, yeah, so most guys make the jump to pro. Anywhere from 20 to 25, they start playing professional hockey. And a lot of times guys are done, you know, by the time they're 32, 33. They're pretty much done with pro hockey. Nice. I think that's what – so here in Odessa, the Jackalopes, I think that's what they are, a junior – what is it, junior minor league? That yeah, junior, yeah, junior A, junior, junior hockey. Yeah, because so usually like 16, they're between 17. eighteen and twenty-one. Um, yeah, yeah. So they come here, and then, um, and then Houston. I'm surprised they don't have like a, a, a NHL team, but they have. Uh, uh, what kind of league do they have? What are they? They, you know? they, used, well, they, to, they, they used to have. Yeah. Oh, they they don't have it no more. They used to have an AHL team. Oh, which is like, I don't know. I don't know if it's. I always explain it to people as it's one step below the NHL. But really, yeah. you guys are like flopping back and forth when you're in there sometimes. Yeah. I mean, like the top players in the world are obviously really good. But then like the bottom half of the team is pretty interchangeable with the American Hockey League. But man, there's some, there's some studs out there that are just really, really good. And there's probably, you know, five, six guys a team that are exceptional. And the rest of the guys are pretty interchangeable. I want to talk a little bit about the AHL or the American Hockey League, the AHL, and certain questions there, but I don't want to jump too far ahead yet. I kind of still want to learn, like, what was your mindset? Okay, 16, leaving home 16 years old is young. At least in, in my idea, it's super young. Yeah. Um, leaving home at 18 is super young, but it's the norm thing because that's when you're supposed to go to college or supposed to move out of home. What is that thought process? What is that feeling for you saying, this is something I'm pursuing? How do you, how did you deal with that as a kid, 16 year old kid? And what was your parents' mindset? If you don't mind talking about it. Yeah. At the time, I mean, to, to have a hockey career and to make it in hockey, like you had to move away. Like, I mean, you had no choice to move away. And I just, you know, being the youngest of six kids, I was just like, I want to make it out of Leduc. I want to get out of the oil and and gas industry. And if I have any chance of moving out of this city, I'm going to have to play hockey and and give it my all and give it a real chance. And to give myself a chance to move on to junior college pro hockey, I had to take the risk. And, um, yeah, I was just all in, man. I was fully committed. Once I moved away, I'm like, I'm, I'm in with hockey. I'm going to leave it on the ice and I'm going to do the best I can. 
to to just keep playing and and man i just yeah just left it all out there man nice well, so what, one what thing well, what was your what was your uh, parents' outlook on all this? Like, were they pushing you? Were they like pushback? I guess from your parents, or was it a well, pushback? I'm, I'm the I'm the youngest of six kids, man. So, like, me out of the house meant there's only five mouths to feed, right? <laughs> so, no, but my parents, I mean, they supported me completely. They knew I was following my dream, and they just completely supported me. And at one time, when I was 18, I literally went from Alberta to Nova Scotia. So that's essentially going from like Seattle to Boston. So I literally went across the country. Wow. I took I had a two door, like Sunfire GT car. I packed it up to the gills and just drove, drove that car across the country to just kind of chase the hockey dream. And man, my parents were all for it. They're just like, you know, we're going to miss you, but give her hell, make the most of it. And you know what, if it doesn't work out, you can always come back, but make sure you know, you, you leave it on the ice. Like you, you give yourself a fair shake and, and you do the best that you possibly can. So you don't have those regrets or, or when you look back being like, I should have, you know, worked harder. I should have done this or that where you're comfortable, you know, looking at yourself in the mirror. How was that first year? How was that first year away from home? Like, like for you? Well, when I was 16, I mean, it was, I mean, it was an adjustment, but um, yeah, man, I developed so many life skills where, you know, just being able to make friends, meeting new people, making the best of every situation where I've lived in some really small cities, but still found a way to have a good time. Um, yeah, just, just making the best of it, man. Just really making the mm -hmm. best of every situation and, and making the most of it. Nice. So from, from an education standpoint, Cause I'm thinking like here in America, right? Usually you graduate high school when you're 18. I don't, I don't know about the Canadian system though. So I don't know if it's a little different. Um, so did you still complete, I guess, like a high school equivalent like to America in Canada or was it online or, or did you still have to complete any educational yeah, requirements? Yeah. Yeah. I did. I did. I literally went to five different high schools. So oh my, here in America or when, as you were traveling, I guess. Yeah. Just as I was traveling, like sometimes I'd take wow. some correspondence classes. Um, yeah. A lot of times I'd transfer, you know, transfer schools and, and, but at the end of the day, man, Canada, like teachers want you to chase the hockey dream. So they're really? willing to work with wow. you and they, they really try to help you along. I mean, as long as you put the work in and show up and, you know, take the tests and stuff, a lot of times they're encouraging you. Because wow. they know, I mean, it's a big sport, right? They want, they want you to, you know, chase the dream. Dude, that is that is crazy. Just that like, is crazy. I wish we were like, like that for football. Shoot. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you, Friday Night you, Lights. You ever seen that, bro? Right here oh, in West yeah. Texas. Right here in West Texas, man. Same Shoot. thing, man. Yeah, they're hardcore, right? They're gonna, you know, <laughs> let these guys. But at the same dream, time, you know? at the same time, and that's only like if teachers are like that, like that that Friday Night Lights story are only pushing the players when they see, oh, this is their way out no matter what. Like, they're so good, this is their way out. But really, let's say I'm a 16-year-old I'm a kid in high school, and I tell my teacher, I want to be a pro football player. I want to be a pro basketball or baseball, whatever, pro soccer player, whatever. I'm like, you know, that's really hard to make, and let's, let's yeah. be realistic. More than they likely, kind of discourage you in a way, like yeah. get your education. It's a safer route. 
which, yeah. which you know what, get your education. But the, the yeah. thing is, is like, mm, they kind of, they, they do that move. Mm, <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, or or uh, depending on the culture. But so it's so weird that you're saying that in Canada, they're like, they're pushing you. They're pushing you like, keep going, do your work, but keep. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is. Like do your work, but they're not going to be a prick about it. Like if you have to take a test, you know, at a different time, or if you need a couple more days to hand an assignment, they're going to work with you. They're going to make it so you're able to chase that dream. But at the end of the day, you still got to get the work done. You still got to turn the work in. And you might get an extension for a day or two, but, you know, you're still accountable to get the work. But they're not going to be dicks about it, man. They want you to chase that dream. And they're not going to hold you back and prevent you from going to college because they have, you know, an ego trip where they're very stern and, and very strict. Wow. Dude. See, George as a teacher, he's a prick. Right, George? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. All right, now Orale. let's talk about college life. I wait. Is alcoholic, dude, man? He's an alcoholic or what? Nah, man. Or by German standards, nah. he's normal. Yeah. He's dude, Germans wake up to a beer for breakfast, beer for dude. lunch, beer for dinner. Dude, even the Irish, dude. I've, I've gone to, like, Irish restaurants. They have fucking eggs and beer for lunch. They have a combo for a burger and beer and for dinner, a steak and beer. I'm like, man, they drink all day, dude. Shoot. And it's funny, Irish bars, Irish pubs, doesn't matter where you go in the world, they're all the exact same. Yeah, oh yeah, man, shoot. Hey, what about in Canada, man? They drink a lot over there or depends? Well, um, they used to drink a lot, but now with cannabis being illegal, a lot of people, even like grandparents, parents, are kind of going down more the cannabis route. Really? So, I mean, people are still drinking, but a lot more people are smoking. Wow. Wait, so so much kind of, kind of a, a change of culture. So much for being Republican. Shoot. <laughs> did, you say, did you say your grandparents? Oh, I'm sorry, I missed it. Did you say grandparents or some? grandparents well, smoke, dude? Shoot. Well, yeah, man. It's just not even smoking, but there's like edibles or like the vaporized. The edibles. Pain relief, anxiety. I mean, it's legalized across the country. CBD. Yeah, so now, I mean, like cannabis is on the same level as beer. And it's almost, I actually think cannabis is more popular than in alcohol right now. The, to be oh. honest, bro, if, if it was legal here in Texas, I'd rather smoke than drink. That's the honest truth. I really would. But they don't legalize it, and it gets me mad. It gets me angry. You know what I mean? And it makes – I mean, sooner or later, it's going to be legalized everywhere in the world. Man. I hope so, dude. I, to be honest, well, uh, this may sound like a contradiction to people. I pray, please, Lord, make cannabis legal here in Texas. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm down, I'm down with it being legal – I'm not so much like I'm not a big fan of smoking, uh, but vaping as an edible. Big fan. <laughs> <laughs> I like to eat. No, I'm just. <laughs> but, uh, but you see, in Canada, dude, like people that were hating on it forever, they legalize it, and now the people hating on it, they see the benefits of that compared to alcohol. And I mean, it's just people are a lot more happy. You don't have like the negative side effects of you know from booze. And yeah, man, it's 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 picked up a, a mass amount of popularity in Canada it's since, since it's hey, become legalized. Hey, Matt, I don't know if you know the history to why cannabis was illegalized. Um, you know, in the past, it was mainly to uh, suppress Mexicans because we loved cannabis and stuff. So, but now it's uh, gaining popularity and stuff. So, I have a friend though. He's saying that hemp um, Delta Nine could be. Uh, 
it gets you a better high than than cannabis. So I don't know. We'll we'll see, dude. That he could wants be an to industry. start. Huh? That could be post retirement life. You know, I gotta find a yeah, new industry could. to make some yeah to make some money. Yeah, man. So Ooh, I hope yeah. he starts that up. Um, I don't think we've talked about this though, but you have your degree in education, right? Is that correct? Yeah. All right, but before we get into that, George, didn't you want to get into his college career and stuff? Well, yeah, I think, I think actually it's a guy's night for Matt, and we're here. Right, and okay. with for Matt, for George, nice. and for, for, for Worm, um, I'm thinking about getting a dog someday. What was that said? Roast. Yeah, let me get Let me part of this right here. Roast. Oh, roast, dude. To Matt. It's a worm getting Ooh. a dog. It's a worm. <laughs> it's a worm getting a dog. It's a worm. Hey, Matt, I don't I know if you noticed. Really... I drink like the British I, I with one pinky up and shit. Yeah, I don't you're, think you're Is high that class. all the British drink or am I wrong? Is that no, just the movies? Class. No, British or not, yeah, no. Not they the don't British drink with a pinky no. up? No. They're drinking well, the drink with a pinky <laughs> up then. You're thinking of royalty like like. Stuff you well, see then I'm royalty, bro. Hey, hey, Matt, I don't know if you know this. Supposedly, my great-great-grandma is German. So I have a little bit of German in me, bro. Ich I can bin warm. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right, hey, I want to get into your story, Matt. I really do. I want to yeah. hear about your life, bro. So we, you're talking about you were 16. I'm surprised that your high school, because here in America, it's different. But I guess like your high school equivalent, your teachers, they supported you pursuing a hockey career. So after, after I guess, high school, um, where did you go to college and what did you do there and, and where did you go on from there? Hold on, before you yeah. say it, before you say it, I did my homework. And I know you said it earlier and I want to try to say it one more time, see if I remember. Bidmidji, did I say it right? Oh, that's right on the money, buddy. Right on the money. <laughs> <laughs> All right, tell us about... Bimidji. Yeah, so when I was 20, I was like, um, the, the, the assistant coach came out, watched me in Nova Scotia, liked what he saw. He offered me like a small scholarship, um, really small scholarship. So we talked on the phone, and he's like, I'm like, be honest, I come from a working class family, doesn't have a lot of money. I didn't really save a lot of money. And he's like, yeah, you take those student loans. So I was like, yeah, I guess so, eh? So – Took out some loans, uh, drove so, my car eh? to Bemidji. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they roped me in, right? Yeah, I just apply. You know, they'll give you money to go to school. So, but it was a state I love, school. So state I love school. that. I guess so, eh? <laughs> but it's a state school, man. So it's pretty cheap, you know, end of the day, compared to like the Ivy League schools or the big universities. Um, yeah, I went to University of Bemidji. It was, a, <laughs> it was a town, northern Minnesota. Minnesota and Minnesota. Uh, dude yeah and it was it was fucking cold there like it was no, no other way to put it but it was cold honestly during my time there Bemidji was the coldest place on earth like the coldest place on earth like including like the wind chill like it was literally the coldest place on fucking earth so it was yeah yeah I mean it wasn't we I grinded through there um, my first two years, they had a rule where you had to live in the dorms. So I was like a 21-year-old freshman living in the dorms with, like, the other hockey guys and just going to school, going to school all day, practicing, working out, 
traveling a whole bunch for hockey. It was just, yeah, life, life as a college hockey player. Did you, um, you know, you're living with the guys. Was there like, was it a party dorm? Or were you guys just focused on being able to play? Well, it was a dry campus, but like we had some leeway, right? I mean, hockey was the biggest sport. They were the only Division One sport. So, um, yeah, I ended up having a suite with another buddy off the team. You know, we had a lot of leeway. And then my last two years, I moved off campus and uh, lived with, you know, three guys off the team. And then my final year, I moved in with a bunch of the bartenders from the town, you know, made a bunch of friends in college and a lot of the bar owners and, and bartenders who are good guys. And, uh, yeah, I pretty much lived at the party house my senior season. So Bemidji, Bemidji State University Beavers. So, like, we'd play against college teams and they would have, like, a huge student section. Sometimes you'd have, you know, six, six seven, 8,000 fans. And anytime we got a penalty, they'd be like, dirty beaver, dirty beaver. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a tough name. But, um, yeah, I enjoyed my time at Bemidji. It was, yeah, some of, some of the best times of my life was at Bemidji. Speaking of names, you just, it just knocked something into me that I, I almost forgot. Dude, how, uh, na- nicknames in hockey are a big thing, right, Matt? Yeah. What was your nickname? Actually, okay. What was your nickname, and did it ever carry over in other places, or did you have different nicknames throughout wherever you went? Uh, well, usually hockey players aren't really too creative. So a lot of times you just add an R or S at the end of a name, you know. So Climbs, Climber, uh, you know, I'd, I'd have some fun with it. You know, I'd say like, you know, Climbzilla at times. Um, and then a lot of times, because people have a tough time understanding my Canadian accent, so I'd use my middle name. So when I go to Starbucks, order a coffee, I'd say, you know, Scott. So the guys kind of caught on to that. So they started calling me Scotty. And, yeah. <laughs> do, you think, do you think Worm would be a good uh, hockey nickname? Yeah, great. It's right up the alley. Yeah, worm. Really? I like it. I think that could be good. Why do they use nicknames in hockey? Like, is it like, I've always thought for, so it could be an easy way to like, hey, pay attention. I'm going to pass it to you. Is that, is that why they give you nicknames or is it a different thing or different thing? No, it's just one of those bonding things, right? It's just one of those ways to connect with each other. And you have like that special connection with the teammates. And it's just easier to say, too, you know, and everybody, there's so many, like, Matts in the world, so many Scots or so many Georges where it's just easier to call a guy by, you know, a unique name. That's interesting. Nah. So it's nah, just a it's bonding. at the bar when it's loud out, you know. <laughs> hey, Climber, get me your – no. It's <laughs> yourself another shot, Climber. I think Worm needs a yeah. shot of uh, espresso. You falling asleep on us, Worm? No, 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 bro. I, I actually had a question. I wanted to see if either one of you knew this. Okay. What is the name of a film that's based on a true story of an American um of a of an American um uh, an American team that won the the Olympic gold medal in hockey in oh, uh, the nineteen eighty one. That's easy, man. Easy. What's the movie's name? What what is the name of the movie? George. Do you know this? Oh, no, George, no, no, you're wrong. <laughs> Miracle on Ice. 
Yeah. Oh, I oh was yes, bro. Yes. Matt, Matt, why did you steal my moment? I was. Yeah, gonna... I oh, we knew it. Bro. Yeah, it's it's a given. Yeah, it's easy. You know? <laughs> that was like a layup. That's your hey, layup. Bro. Now we Snapping. won't know if George actually knew that or not. We won't know. But uh, yeah, really that's good okay. surprise you got it right, bro. And for that, I'm gonna give you a shot, bro. I'm gonna take a shot. I'm already drunk. I'm already drunk. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say. <laughs> I think he, he just wanted an excuse to take another shot. Hey, bro. Cheers, bros. Oh my. Oh, God. and Ice, bro. I saw that movie. It's inspirational. I think so. Because they wouldn't use professional athletes in the in the Olympics here in America, at least they wouldn't use professional. Yeah, that's, that's the reason why the U.S. won. Hey, bro! I'm sorry. It took me like a five second delay because at first I'm like, "What?" and I'm like, "Oh." Hey, Matt, you're an asshole. Can I say that? Is that is that fair to say? You're an ass. <laughs> it's gonna get it's gonna get bleeped anyways. Where, so that's that's two ups we have on climbing. We have we went to Salt Padre Island. <laughs> we had the miracle on ice. Miracle on ice, bro. I gotta <laughs> say, I really like that movie. Though I saw it years ago, I really like that movie though. Inspirational, right? Again, I, I think so. Again, bro. yeah. America, it's, it's, it's also... America, right? America, fuck yeah. <laughs> bro, hey, hey, I, I do want to get into it. So my favorite, I'm, I'm all about Texas, bro. So Dallas Stars, that's the only hockey team, well, professional hockey team in Texas. You played for the Dallas Stars, right? Yeah. yeah hey, well, my first, first NHL games. Off, let's not knock off his college career. All right, let's career, bro. You you were a top player. No, you were I because I think it's here's why I think it's important. There's a lot of kids leaving high school with a sport that they play or with a career that they have in mind, and then college is either is also the conversation. So not a lot of kids get to play sports in college. Like for you to get that college time. You had to be real good. Like, you really had to be good enough. Um, not even mindset. Like, let, let, let's not even talk about you turning into a pro or them turning into a pro. Being able to get into a college sport and uh, as you're doing your academics, that's a big thing. So, when you were going, when you were transitioning from high school to college, what struggle was there? What what did you ever think it wasn't going to happen for you? Or yeah, man, because I was I was struggling to play junior when I was even eighteen, and um, I was on a last place team. I got traded to Nova Scotia, and one of those things where I just went. And then the biggest thing is you got to make sure you do well academically because if you're not getting good grades, I mean, if you're not doing well in school doesn't matter how good you are as a hockey player or a football player, or basketball player, you're not going to make it in college because there, there's certain standards that are set. So it's like, you got to put the time into school and you got to really invest in your education because even if you're the best player in the world, you might never make it because you're not, you're not going to get into college. 
Uh, you know, I'm sorry. or I'm even sorry, the big please. colleges, like the Div 1 schools, you might not get into those. You might have to go to, like, you know, community college or, or Duco or where you're not going to get the exposure. So, I mean, it's important where you need to go to school, not school, but you need to go to school and you need to apply yourself. School, and- dude. <laughs> yeah, man, you got to play, you got to play the game. You got to play the system. Like you got to invest in your education to even have opportunities to play in college. Be good in the so class, like, be good in the court. Exactly, man. You, but, know, you know the and then From what you just said, you got traded and you say you went to different high schools before. Are you, if you're getting traded, like how is, how, how are you doing good in school? How does anyone do good in school while you're playing a, a sport and they can just trade you at any moment, you yeah, know, without knowing. Because they trade you, and then you're at a different high school. How well, do you, you learn, how you learn just... to talk. You learn to talk to teachers, right? You got to build those relationships with teachers, so they understand your situation. They understand what you're going through. And a lot of times, if they're in the know, and they can relate, and they can understand what you're kind of what you're grinding and working towards, they're going to work with you. Like if you can build those relationships. And be a good person, bring good energy to the classroom. And the end of the day is just have those good relationships with teachers because they're the ones that make the dream work, right? As you know, George, right? The teacher makes the dream work, you know? George is a teacher, but he's an ass, dude. I don't think he would have given you the same opportunity. George is an ass. <laughs> okay, clearly I'm going to cut he's that out. guys before they make it. Hey, you're out. <laughs> the teachers actually – with that said, as a teacher, there's so many people I've talked to that say, oh, my teacher said I couldn't do this or I would never be able to read. I would never be able to do that. And so I can see what you're saying. Like, it really, it really does. Uh, uh, cheers. <laughs> oh, I really guess I'm paying attention. I'm sorry. No, no, that's fine. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, I know what you're saying where a teacher can say, if a teacher tells you, hey, I believe in you and you're going to do it. And whether you do or don't, at least you had somebody to believe in you. Yeah. It's bad to me when a teacher says, oh, come on, man. Like, don't think that way. Or, you know, it might not ever happen. Or, I don't the likelihood of you going pro. Yeah, for that's, a teacher that's, that's the mentality pro. here in America. You, you <laughs> honestly have to believe in yourself. Yeah. Uh, that's well, why I'm surprised you told me what, what the Canadian teachers tell you. Because here in America, they say, you won't, you more than likely you won't make it. You know what I mean? Yeah, they try to do the reasonable thought, but it's like if you put in the work, you're gonna, you may not make it, you may not make it, but you may get somewhere where you feel satisfied enough that you at least tried versus somebody bringing you back. And that's my thing. Like, don't bring someone back. Like, if even if you feel that it's gonna be a hard thing for them, it's their journey to to figure out. And so for me, with that said, it's like, I hate when I, I hate when I hear stories where teachers bring people back, but also at the same time, there's so many stories of people making it in their careers that they should have never made it because that teacher told them they couldn't like Drake. Oh, come on, you're bringing that. <laughs> I'm, joking. I'm, I'm joking. I don't know. I no. don't know. <laughs> but there is plenty of the stories. If you search them, a lot of people that made it, they had a lot of teachers that told them they weren't going to. Yeah. 
but I think a lot of times too, these, these kids are not like, they're just, they're prior to, you know, their, their main priority is their music or their sports where you got to play the game, man. Like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta please the teacher. It's a balance. Right. And if you're going to them and, and you're committed, if you're committed to a sports, you need to be committed to your academics. If you're committed, you know, if you're committed to music, you need to be the same time to be able to go to that next, that next step. You got to play the game. And, and once those teachers see your commitment and your dedication, I mean, it's contagious. I mean, they can't help but support you after a while if they know that you're truly committed. Because the problem nowadays is so many kids are talking the talk but they're not actually walking the walk, you know, they're mm. all, they're all talk. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But you know, when it's six o'clock in the morning, they're not in the gym or when they're, when their homework assignments do, they have every excuse in the world for not getting it done. So they're not, they're not doing the walk. Yeah. And that's the thing. And also with this YouTube thing, like people want to, or kids like YouTube is lucrative if you make it, but there's, what, and I, I've told kids before, like, you can do YouTube. Do YouTube. But there's a lot of work that goes into it, like editing videos, telling stories. The, you're, you're, you have to be consistent. Like, you have to put stuff out. Like, sure. George does all is, of that. I don't do any of it. It's okay. Though. <laughs> it but is a character guy, you know? Like, if yeah. we make it big, it's because of George. You both it is a grind. Okay. You're both contributing, you know? You're both bringing it. I'm all right. George is the reason <laughs> if we make it big. And if not, I could say, George, we didn't make it. You failed. But at the end of the day, man, you guys are having a good time. Like, you're meeting people, having good conversations. I'm having a, I'm having a blast. Like, this is that's great. That's badass, dude. And, and to be honest, to me, yeah, that's true. I feel like, you know what? I got to meet Matt. And I'm, I'm having a great time. Have you ever come to Germany, man? You got, you know, I'll take you out. Oktoberfest, right? bro. And if not, Vancouver, dude. Vancouver, dude. Vancouver. Yeah. You're making, you're networking, making connections. That's what it's all and about. Right. And I'll tell him that because he'll, he'll show up there tomorrow. He'll overnight himself. <laughs> yeah, I will. <laughs> We're in lockdown. <laughs> he'll find a way, man. <laughs> dude. Oh, but you know, oh. Matt, honestly, I think you're a badass. That's why. I'll I'll go to that extent. Hey, pros to that, eh? Pros. Oh man, let's Dude, take a I shot to that right there. <laughs> All right, so let's get hey, back on track, ladies and let's gentlemen. Let's get back on track. Dallas oh. Stars is my favorite team because I'm from Texas. Tell us about that. So yeah, tell us how you ended up at the Dallas Stars. Hell yeah, dude. So senior season, didn't really, didn't have an agent at the time. Didn't really talk to any NHL teams. Just playing my game, man, playing as best as I could. And, uh, yeah, scouts are coming during the season, but coaches kind of kept them away and had a good tournament end of the season. Scouts, you know, called, end up getting an agent. Next thing I know, it's just I put the work in and I got rewarded for all the work because they're like, you know, we're going to give you a chance. We'll give you a one one year contract. We'll see what you can do. See what you can, you know, if you're worth more than one year, we'll find out. And yeah, man, I was quick to sign it, right? Because I grew that up poor. Yeah. Edit know. that out. Edit that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I just grew up blue collar, poor, 
no, I didn't even think the NHL was even a possibility and didn't really think too far ahead. But, um, yeah, I ended up getting a contract offer, signed with Dallas, and, man, the rest is history, right? Ended Dallas Cowboys or Dallas Stars? <laughs> Dallas Stars. Too small. That's interesting that, that you that, – okay. It's interesting that your way out of Leduc was hockey. Leduc. Like you had to do hockey to get out of there. But then that was never – or the NHL was never a mindset. Like I may never end up in, in the NHL. I just think that my way out is playing hockey and being good at hockey, and that's where, that's what's going to project me into a different career. I don't know. Would you even think of that? Like and I, a hockey takes you to Leduc uh, just so you can make a life for yourself in a different field. And then you just started starting to realize, you know, I'm playing college. I'm good enough for college. What made you think? What made you think? I'm at this point. I'm good enough for the NHL. Man, to be honest, it was just like I worked on the oil rigs for two summers. Like I worked on the oil rigs. There's so much money in it. All my friends have worked in the oil. All my families worked in the oil, and it's just that money trap, right? And I knew if I didn't, if I wasn't playing junior, if I didn't go to college, I'd be sucked into the oil game because it's so lucrative. You know, there's so much money to be made. But I knew that I wanted to get out. I wanted to see the world. I wanted to travel. And that was the biggest thing, man, is just I wanted to, to make a life away from the cold, from the snow, from working on the rigs. And the biggest thing was like, I felt like hockey was my opportunity to make, make something of myself. Like I would never went to college if it wasn't for hockey. Oh. I would have never traveled the world if it wasn't for hockey. So I, I saw that as a chance to, to get out and man, and I, I made the most of it, man. And it was just, it was one of those things where I just wanted to keep playing for that next contract, keep playing for the next junior team. So I wouldn't have to go back to work during the cold working on the pipeline, working in the oil field. And, yeah, man, it just worked out well because I had my priorities straight and I knew the consequences if I didn't play well. And, man, it just, yeah, it just all fell into place. I think that that's what other people can relate to. Maybe not playing hockey, but relating to the fact that whatever they're good at, whatever their interests are, Something, whatever they're working towards, as long as it's a positive thing, it is, it's going to lead them into a path where it is. It could be college, could not be college. We had uh, a doctor two podcasts ago talking about, you know, he went into college but not really knowing what he was going to do. But he just knew that the path was there. There was a path for him. And we also talked about people that, take that path or take a different path. And it's not necessarily college. It's just them following something they're passionate about. How can you relate you going from high school to college? How can you relate that to someone that's struggling? Should they go to college or should they go into a career of their own? Or how would you advise someone with that decision? You just got to be like, there's in the U S there's so much of the U S to explore. And, you know, college isn't the answer for everybody, man. There's so much expense to it where there's trades, you know, you start your own company. 
there's so much opportunity in the U.S. of A. that don't be scared to leave home and don't be scared to live within your means. You know, like don't, don't blow your money on a car or, or, you know, live in a mat, you know, massive condo, be smart about your money, be smart about your decisions. And it's all right to, you know, you know, maybe, maybe take a break, you know, from high school or even from college, take some time to figure out who you are. And maybe that's, you know, go to Australia, go work in Australia for a year, go to Europe, backpack Europe, go travel and figure out who you are before you're committing, you know, to tens of thousands of dollars for education or where you get stuck in the oil field, take some time. It's not, it's not a rush, you know, like you, there's, you have all the time in the world to, to find a job and work, but there's a lot of opportunity where you can travel, find out who you are, what you want and go from there. You know, just, I find the U S it's always rush, rush, rush. I always want what everybody else has, but sometimes you just got to slow down and, and figure out what's best for you. Wow. I think, I think we should end the podcast there, but we're not going to, we're going to keep going because there's a lot to <laughs> that yeah. timing that we need to like open up on. Uh, okay. You're, you, you got signed to the Dallas stars, the Hell Dallas yeah. stars, uh, in the NHL. What is that feeling like? What is, you made it to the top of the game, Matt. What is that feeling like? Uh, Man, it's just to be honest, I'm I was just trying to just just survive, right? I mean, obviously signing an NHL ticket, going there, I didn't want to embarrass myself. I wanted to be proud of myself. And you know, I, I wasn't confident all the time. I mean, to be honest with you, I was like sometimes I felt like an imposter. Sometimes I felt like a pretender. Where but at the same time, you just gotta just keep putting in the work, keep putting in the time. Because everybody what, feels like imposter at times. What what made you feel like the imposter? Like what make, makes you? Why are you feeling like that? Man, it's just it's human nature, dude. It's like you even look at The Rock or Joel Rogan or or any of these guys. At times, like you, you doubt yourself, right? Because you're not not everybody's perfect. Everybody has their flaws. And as a goaltender, like it's the most humbling position because you get scored on and sometimes you get scored on a lot. So a lot of times, like you wouldn't feel like, you know, I didn't feel like I belonged, but at the same time I knew just keep grinding, keep grinding, keep working. And you know what, if I'm going to go down, I'm going to go down battling. And that's what, that was my mindset. It's like, if I'm going to just not make it, it's not because of a lack of effort, but it's going to be just out of my control. I'm going to do whatever I can to be relevant, to, to make, you know, make, make my mark. And a lot of people feel that way. A lot of people are, you know, they have that imposter, if that's even the right word, you know, syndrome where you don't feel like you belong, but you just keep putting the work in, keep putting the time and man, it works out, you know, sooner or later you are, you are the guy you do belong. And I listen to a lot of Joe Rogan and he's the same way, man. Like he's put in so much work. And he's put in so much grinding and now he's the man, you know, like he's killing in the podcast world, just like you guys, you keep grinding, you keep grinding, you keep showing up and you never know when you're going to make, you know, you get your big break and you're there and then, you know, you keep working to continue to stay relevant. 
I, I it's funny that you say the imposter thing. I think I think that's a real thing. I I, I think I've read about the imposter syndrome. And it's more like thinking like why, at least to me when I'm listening to you and I've listened to Worm say this before because Worm has had a lot of good things in his life where it just sometimes tra <laughs> his trajectory was in a, like when he went to go study abroad like he said how am I here we had I'm a gypsy <laughs> okay <laughs> but with you like. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I think he was asleep when I woke him up. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have woken him up. I was. That's why he wears the sunglasses. No. Um, I'm high, bro. I'm in a republic uh, state, so I... <laughs> it's not legal here. You know what I'm saying? So but I, I think what you're saying, the imposter syndrome, it's more of you thinking. And then this is my, my thought. And, um, you know, a kid from oil country, how did I make it here? Why am I here? I don't belong here. I, I, that, and, and that's the case, right? Like you never saw yourself there. So when you make it, you, when you make it to the big show, <clears throat> like, how do you get over that? How do you get over that feeling? I know people that have made it to the big show but they can get over that part. They cannot get over the imposter syndrome. This is not for me. I shouldn't. How, how am I here? I made it. And they can get over that to where like you made it because you deserved it because you worked hard and they can't get it. How, how did you make that transition? Did you make that transition or how did it help? How did you do it? Man, end of the day, it's just being realistic and then building those relationships. And you, you make friends that are in the same situation, similar situations. And everybody at times feel like they're an imposter, right? Nobody's that arrogant that feel like they're the man. Even the most cockiest guys in the world still have doubts. But it just means about putting in the work, putting in the time, really as, as cliche as it sounds, living in the moment and leaving it all out there. You know, even Mike Tyson, I mean, he, he's come out and said that he's felt like imposter at time and he fought scared. And, and, and that's, that's majority of people, man. It's, it's tough to be a superstar. And I think that the guys that handle it pretty well, just don't, are, are not really smart enough to realize the situation they're in. To be honest, they're so naive to the whole thing that they don't realize the stage they're on or the stage that they're at. Or how lucky they got. Yeah, or how, you know, everything kind of fell in their lap or every every opportunity is kind of given to them. But a lot of guys, for the most part, other than the superstars, they put in the work and they're fighting that urge of, you know, or the, I guess, the doubt of, you know, not belonging. But that's why you got to work hard, man. Work hard, grow every day as a person. Get better every day as a person. Invest in yourself. Invest in other people to help you to, to stay relevant, to stay good. And that's what it's all about, man. It's just really working every day, growing. So you're in the NHL, but you also end up in the AHL. Tell us what the difference between the NHL and AHL are. Uh, and I just wanted to know my favorite team, because I'm Texas, Dallas Stars, bro. Fucking right. Fuck yeah, yeah. dude. <laughs> Go Bruins. Estrellas. Do you know what Estrellas means, bro? It means stars in Spanish. I like it. 
Are you, you know right. what estrellas means? It means stars. Don't even take a guess. You know what? Hey, what stars in German? Oh. Uh, ah, bro. Hey, then let me let me wait, wait, pause it, pause it, pause it, pause it. Let me look God. it up. Let me look it up. Sorry, sorry. We should have recorded that part. Like, uh, you know. hey, bro. Can you say that? BG, uh, da I, Dallas Stars is my favorite NHL team, dude. Stars, you know what stars is in Spanish? Estrella. What's what is it in German? Sterna. Uh, um, Sterna. I think so. I don't know. <laughs> ask your uh, ask your girlfriend. Bro. I'll take your word on it. Yeah. All right then. Good. Ich bin warm. That's all you need. To know. Was there my hot and schnell? That's all. Was there a question there? I'm sorry, Matt, bro. I'm sorry for interrupting, dude. I'm drunk. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, bro. I went too hard to pass. Hey, I'm getting, I'm getting I'll drunk too, I'll dude. Shut I'll shut the fuck up. Oh, it do be no. time. The whole, the whole podcast is circulating on you talking on people talking anyways but talking about the stars externas um Externa. so when you were playing with the stars you did you did you did um play a playoff game for them correct no no it's not what wikipedia no, says we, uh wikipedia says uh, hey matt just say yeah fuck yeah we want a playoff game dude be like Dak Prescott. We want to. I'm an honest. I'm an honest guy, though. You know. here in America, we don't like honesty. All right, we like fake news. <laughs> Give us fake news. <laughs> I read. I read my notes incorrect. What it said is like your NHL debut, and this is like, um, you were one of five goalies. I don't know about them, but at that time. I don't know about now, but at the time, you were one of five goaltenders that made their NHL debut and won their NHL debut. Yeah. What does that feel like? Well, it was fan appreciation night. So I, the <laughs> Dallas Airlines Center was sold out, 19,000 fans. Um, they pretty much gave away free tickets, filled the rank. No pressure. <laughs> jam-packed no pressure and i get thrown in there right and um yeah i just one of those i just don't want to embarrass myself and it's like i worked my whole life to this point where i didn't let i didn't want to let myself down right so i pretty much just told myself going into the game i'm just gonna just do everything i possibly can to be the best i can and it. if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out but at least i know i'm not gonna play scared and I went in that game, and I didn't play scared. I just played the best I possibly could. And we found a way to win in um, overtime. And, man, it was just incredible feeling. Just looking back on it today where I can really reflect and, and appreciate, appreciate the time, it was just an incredible feeling to be able to, to play my first game, to win my first game play well in front of that many fans and yeah. to really prove to myself that I could handle the pressure and, and handle the situation. And I don't know who the other four are, but how does it feel to be considered one out of five, you know, to be able to do their NHL debut, which already on its own, it's a huge thing, but to win it 
even better because obviously they say, oh, they're throwing, they're throwing this kid in. Probably is not experienced enough, but then he wins it, and he's the goaltender. Yeah, it's true. You're like the Tony Romo. Can <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like quarterback goalie, pretty pretty interchangeable, right? Like you you step in there and there's pressure on you. I mean, like there's pressure on the quarterback. You're in the action for more than half the game or half the game. As a goalie, like the game's on your shoulders and everybody notices if you have a bad game. So looking back, man, I'm just proud of myself that I was able to rise to the occasion and I didn't embarrass myself, you know, I end up, you know, holding my own and end up winning the game. At the same time, and if you don't want to answer this, that's okay. But at the same time, like, what do you say to naysayers or critics or anything like that? It says like, oh, climbing wasn't the thing. Climbing wasn't ready for it. Like, how do you deal with that? Uh, especially that young, like, <laughs> especially that young, like now I'm pretty sure you have a different perspective and a different way to answer it. But at that moment in time, how do you deal with that? You just, you can't, you can't listen to it, man. You can't listen to the naysayers. Like they haven't done it themselves. It's one thing if it's coming from somebody that's been in that situation and they've gone through it because I'm sure they wouldn't have the same viewpoints towards you as other media members have or other fans have. So you just got to understand that, man, you just got to block that stuff out. And end of the day, man, nobody really knows what, what it's like until you're there and you're playing and the spotlight's on you. And everybody can be a Monday morning quarterback and it always looks easy on TV. It always looks easy when you're watching the replays. But until you're in that situation and doing it and playing – there's so much more to it. So end of the day, man, you just got to play and, and you just got to leave it out there and not worry about all the naysayers or all the critics. Cause end of the day, they don't really know what to talking about because they've never gone through it. How is it about too hard, too fast because we were never in the NFL or we were never in the NHL. Right. We talked about uh, players, dude. Right. So <laughs> you're talking about us. <laughs> I see it I'm like what the f dude they could have done this so you're yeah, saying that I see though it's, huh? it's like what the, you're, you're saying what the f does worm know is that what you're saying dude no I, I, know, I know I know a lot bro I see no, I see sports center easy. bro I know it a lot it always looks easier on TV it always looks easier on the replay until you're there <laughs> and you see if you're in football these five 350 pound guys are coming at you yeah, you really yeah, truly don't know what it's like, you know? And you're like, this guy can end my career tomorrow or today. That's true. And but I could have done better. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> but As I a fucking five-foot five I could have done better. <laughs> I saw the formation from a bird's side view. I knew what was happening. <laughs> yeah, well, why did you not do this, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always easy. But Throw it to we'll the get, right, you know what I'm saying? Because you're an Hey, throw throw it to your teammate to the left. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, but it happens because I'm I'm becoming a fan now. Like I'm watching way more sports. I'm watching this stuff, and even I got fantasy or I'm betting on games. And I'm like, come on, dude! Like, what are you thinking? <laughs> it's just human nature. Like, I think. What the fuck are they nature. doing? <laughs> yeah, it comes full circles. I'm like, come on, Rogers! Like, really? Like, what are you yeah. doing, man? Like, it's wide open. Well, Not here's really the thing I've always wondered. It's a good question. 
your reaction time as a goaltender has to be amazing, I would think. Because that puck, what is that puck coming at you, like 90 miles an hour most times? or 25 miles an hour, right, probably. <laughs> <laughs> like, for you to know that it's either coming here or here or this guy's dragging it around and then switching in a different way, like, for you to be able to react that quick, you have to anticipate, I'm sure, right? You have to kind of assume, like, it's going to go here. Yeah, I mean, it's – yeah, anticipation's it's big. Being in the right position. And end of the day, man, it's like you don't want to think out there. End of the day, I'm not thinking during the game. When I'm playing my best games, and, like, a lot of athletes, when they're the, playing their best to their capabilities – they're not thinking because once you start thinking, you hesitate and, and mm. you're wasting that time. That's you're just like too doing. hard, too fast. <laughs> yeah, too hard, too fast, dude. Exactly. Yeah. You, you know what? We should, just, we, should train, we should train NHL players. Hey, don't think. Just go too hard, too fast. Whatever you think. NFL, yeah, baseball, <laughs> yeah, whatever, man. Hey, just, you honestly do. But if you train yourself to be a prime athlete and you're just working it, and living and not like you turn the mind off and it all becomes muscle memory. That's when you're playing your best games. And that's what they call the there zone. You, you know, when you're in the zone, it's when yeah. you turn the fuck, when you turn the mind off and it's all smooth, you know, smooth that, like butter. Well, that's like where we need a legalized cannabis, in my opinion. <laughs> legalized. I think that will, would that make you <laughs> slow them down? I see it and then it goes to the goal. Hey, don't get me on the cannabis train. I've been a cannabis supporter for years. I believe cannabis is Me too, is the bro. Answer. Me too. Oh, we're going to get a long worm. <laughs> George is too conservative for us. We're going to have to stop this. I'm not conservative. Concern, I'm not conservative. I'm not a Trump. Trump. Pass. Oh, shit, Trump. I just have a job to protect. I <laughs> know, uh, oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah, you're just no, a you're man supporter, bro. You're, you're a mad bandwagon. It's all right. Oh, oh, there, hey, we go too hard, too fast here, dude. That's what we do. That's what we do, dude. I don't know oh, if you like that, man. Matt. Hey, bro, I know I know. in hockey you got you got four quarters. Is that correct? You got four quarters? Oh, man, that is a good trivia question. Definitely not four quarters. Uh, I'm sorry, three quarters. No, I'm sorry, yeah. three halves. Three periods. Three, three periods. Period. You don't jog them, dude. You got to sprint all three. That's what I believe. You got to sprint them. Am I wrong or am I right? Are you right or you're right? I don't know. <laughs> I'm probably wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm probably wrong. Are you, are you wrong or right? you're wrong? Are you wrong? I'm wrong. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, I'm actually, drunk. Uh, to be honest, I'm drunk. I'm just drunk. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, hey, bro. But to be honest, I'm a, I'm I'm from Texas. <laughs> I go anything Texas, <laughs> Dallas, Charge, <laughs> dude. I'm just proud. Just every time you say, "Hey, bro," but to be honest, to be honest, Texas, Dallas Stars, Dallas Stars, right there, bro. <laughs> Hey, you, hey, I'm going to give my right arm. I'm going to end up back in Texas. 
I'm going to be jumping fences. I want to live in Texas. You want to jump fences? Well, go to Hawaii, bro. You'll jump the fences easy, dude. Well, you should have been Mexican. <laughs> the river, hey, the river <laughs> freezes in December. You can ice skate that sh- fast, dude. And you'll just cross the border easy. We got RCMP at our border. won't know what the f- hit them, dude. Uh, guaranteed. They don't know how to f- ice skate. <laughs> if we just Cut go too hard, out. too fast, this out. was a too hard, too fast Cut moment. Cut it out. Wait, wait, wait. Why do you want me to cut There was a lot of good stuff There was a lot of good stuff Keep there. all of it, dude. Don't cut anything, dude. Unless Matt's okay. Hey, Matt, keep all of it. I'm, I don't have a job. I'm good, dude. He doesn't give a f- f- dude. I can't No get one knows me, pocket. dude. I'm Vom. It's been Vom. No one gives a f- who I am, dude. Keep all of it, dude. All right. Uh, I'll keep I'll keep most of it. <laughs> most of it. All right then, dude. All right. Hey bro, Dallas Stars, bro. That's my team. Cause I'm all Texas, bro. How was it playing for the Dallas Stars? Yeah, just just Texas in general. Everything about Texas is absolutely amazing. I, I mean, think Texas you went is from San Antonio to Dallas, so that's real cool. No, 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 no. Dallas. Yes, yes, yes. Texas, uh, Austin, and then San Antonio. You went to Austin? I went Dallas. No, no, I went Houston. No, Dallas, Houston, Austin, San Antonio. Wow. Ooh, I almost got it right. Texas. I, I, I almost did it. Did wait, 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 wait. Very quick, very quick. Why didn't you come to El Paso? Do we have the El Paso Rhinos? Do you know about the El Paso Rhinos? Yeah, they just don't pay enough, though, man. You know, when I was hey, yeah, my younger I'll, days, I'll, I comp- to make hey, some I'll compensate whatever salary gap. Now, nowadays, I'd be all for El Paso. Yeah, I'd be like, <laughs> sign me up. Have yeah, you been to El Paso my before? Green card. No. Have you been to El Paso? <laughs> yeah, I drove through El Paso. You, <laughs> I drove through. I drove through. That's the through. best way to experience El Paso. Just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just drive through. That's fine, dude. All right, fuck it. Let's do it. <laughs> hey, drove through. <laughs> hey, bro. Hey, you've never driven through Eagle Pass, so. That's, uh, that's my hometown. <laughs> <laughs> fine. Fair enough. But you know what? At least you didn't have to eat the Chico's Tacos and get diarrhea. Ah, bro, I'm going to bring you Chico's Tacos, dude. It's a, Mex- a Mexican dish, flautas with some tomato soup and some cheese, dude. You'll like it. You'll like it, bro. Yeah, that sounds good. It's basically that sounds good. You see, bro. Basically, yeah. the same feeling as getting Rona. So, <laughs> <laughs> just all in your stomach, hey? Eh? Just you know your stomach, just stomach I, Rona. Okay, okay, you know what? I unexplainable, but, unexplainable diarrhea. <laughs> like Matt said, it's the the Rona's in your stomach. It's not in your lungs. So eating chicos tacos. Different experience, so it's all good. Cleans you out, man. You lose it like ten pounds at least. It's like a diet dish. <laughs> it, it, it's fiber. It's fiber for a good week. It really is. It's make. It's making weigh-ins. <laughs> um, all right. Hey, so man, I want to hear stars. more about your life, bro. So yeah, let's go. Dallas Stars. Um, we talked about in the last podcast episode. We talked about you being in San Antonio. And your favorite place in San Antonio, playing for the San Antonio Rampage, which, you know, I'm wearing here, uh, where I got to know you, or 
knew who you became. But then from San Antonio, you went to the Chicago Wolves. How was it? How was it being in Chicago while Chicago has an NHL team? Like, is that weird? Is there the same? Is the fanship the same? Like, do the fans care enough about the AHL as they care about the NHL? I guess is what I'm asking. Well, NHL is like the big deal, right? Like, it's obviously the big deal, but at the same time, when you play in the minors, that takes a little pressure off you to perform. But we had, we still had a good following. We still had, you know, 10,000 fans to a game, 12,000 fans to a game. So we still had pressure on us. But end of the day, yeah, the Blackhawks were the show. You know, the Cubs, Bulls, Bears, we were, we were definitely down, you know, a few levels, but Chicago is such a hockey or such a sports city in general that we had plenty of support. Fans were awesome. And end of the day, man, that it's, it's you as a player, you as an athlete, it's like, you want to perform for you. You want to perform for your family. You want to perform for your friends. And at the same time, you want to obviously do well for the fans, but it's not as much as a priority. Like you want to just play good, for the people around you, like for your team around you. So it's, you know, obviously not the NHL, but we still have pride. I still had pride and I still wanted to play extremely competitive and solid for, for myself, for my family, for my friends and for the fans, obviously. And just about playing for pride. The AHL for me as the experience with the rampage I see you guys as, like, you You guys are already at, at the top of your game. Like, I can't believe I, I even had a conversation with this person. Like, even with you, like, I can't believe we're doing this right now. Like, to me, you're top of the game. You made it. So the fact we're that, privileged like, to have you as a guest because yes. um, we're nobodies and you're somebody. Even though man, you're but I'm just, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a normal guy, man. We're a loser. I'm a normal we're guy. <laughs> no, no, no. Like we're, no, we're all not normal really guys. Losers, but somebody we're has the to alcoholics. make it. There's a difference. <laughs> <laughs> all right. No. We're alcoholics, hey, alcoholics make winner, it too. And that's a difference, all right? <laughs> okay, we you were with the no, Rampage no, no. to the Dallas Stars. Do you even remember George? I just want to know that. Do you even remember George? He was a, a season ticket hoarder. Do you remember? <laughs> well, man, it's yeah, when you showed me the picture, nice I just, it came back, you know? No, it came back. I don't remember you, but it came back. <laughs> no, hey, but end of the day, man, end of the day, I know, I know what you're saying. It's like, it's such a fine line of making it and not making it. Like, some guys, it's just like you're on that line. Like, you need that one opportunity, that one chance. And some guys get that chance, and they end up going to be like, superstars where it's like a very small percentage of athletes wind up being absolute studs the whole way through. There's only so many LeBron James. There's only so many like Sidney Crosby's. There's a very, very small percentage of guys that have grown up and you know, they're going to be superstars their whole lives. Most guys are kind of on that line of, you know, they're just, they need that right chance, that right opportunity and man, it's it's and and you know what though? At the end of the day, somebody has to make it. So might as well be you. Like if somebody's listening to this podcast, it's like somebody has to make it. Even if you don't think you're the best right now, 
you can be one of the best. You can make it. You just need somebody one has to do game, it. really, right? Well, yeah, man. Sometimes you got to play the right game right in front of the right person. That's all it takes. Yeah, that's true. Like you play the right way, the right, you know, you have a game, then it opens up a door to say junior or say a high school team or college. And you grow off of that. And then you end up just, man, just doors open for you. And the better you get, the more doors that open. I mean, how how fast or how difficult is it from going to one level to the next level, though? Um, well, the shots are quicker, passes are like crisper, like they're on point, but sometimes it's easier because like things happen really? so quick that like you react, like there's not the weird, weird bounces, weird stuff where a guy shoots it where he means to go high glove when it goes five hole. Like usually guys at the top level, they know where their shots are going. And now it's like you can turn, like your mind goes off and you're just reacting and things are happening how they should happen. Wait, wait, wait. To be honest, hey, you know what my favorite hockey movies have been? And I, I think it's obvious, but I don't we know. We get it. Miracle. Mir Slapshot. Oh, no. How? Huh? Which one? Slapshot? No, 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 no. Oh, my God. Mighty wait, Ducks. Wait. Oh, yeah. Huh? Mighty Ducks. Mighty Ducks. Part one and part two. Those since a kid. Those have been my favorite hockey movies ever. From your perspective, like, I mean, how do you view the, those movies and stuff? Oh, they're great, dude. I love hockey, man. I've always loved hockey. And, and it was crazy. When they first made the Mighty Ducks 1, it was, I guess, yes. going to Minnesota. And I was yeah. there with oh, my yes. brother for a hockey tournament. And, like, we tried out, but obviously we got – I was too ugly as a kid, you know? They're like, get oh, out of here. Really? Oh, <laughs> like you tried yeah. out for the movie? Yeah, it was like they're doing auditions in Minnesota. Wow, dude. My brother for his, to like, me, that's amazing. Tournament. Wow. Like, that's crazy, that's right? Funny. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Too ugly. Even my, did you try out for Mighty Ducks too? Because you I look, didn't have a Mighty Ducks dream. No one, well, no one watches Mighty Ducks too. Like me, dude. I'm a Ninja Turtles fan, also, dude. I watched Ninja Turtles one and two. I, I don't care about Ninja Turtles three. Mighty Ducks one and two. That's what. Did you try it for Mighty Ducks uh, two? No, I didn't even know it was filmed. It just it all it all happened like it was a freak accident where we were there playing hockey, summer hockey tournament. They're doing auditions, so we went and got axed and. Yeah. Wow, Hit dude. The road. Yeah. But when the movie came out, though, did you liked it, though? I I loved it, dude. The first uh, the first one was great. Second one's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Third one can kick rocks, right? Yeah, third one it was, was okay. Great. Yeah, third one's okay. So I want to hear, okay, where's your life after hockey, though? No, so no, now, no. We're not there yet. We're not there we're yet. We're not oh, there yet. I'm sorry. Hey, man, no, I'm not sorry. There yet, no, we're going to get there yet. You know what I'm drawing? Uh, from the NHL, AHL. You ended up making the move to the European leagues. Take us from that. Take us from that decision. Like, I want to kind of know. Like, is that a downgrade for you? No, no, not at all, man. I mean, I was, I was grateful, right? Grateful to play a sport and get paid to play. Like, sometimes you got to be realistic, right? Like, it's end of the day. I grew up. I mean, I worked those summer jobs. I worked until I was, you know, twenty three. Worked every summer. I, I understand what it's what it's like to put a day of labor work in. So whatever I get paid to play a sport, 
I mean, it's huge. So um, at a certain age in the American Hockey League, you know that you're not going to get called up to the NHL anymore. So I felt like it was a great opportunity to come to Europe, travel Europe, get paid to play hockey. They give me a car to drive, pay for my living. I mean, there was it was a no question, right? I knew I was going to come over to Europe. It just mattered, you know, depended where I was going to go. And it worked out where I came to Germany my first two seasons. And, yeah, and over here it's, it's insane because the crowds are, are like soccer crowds where – they're extremely passionate fans. They sing, they chant, like they're drunk before the games. So the crowd is a lot more crazy in Europe than in any rink I've ever played in North America. Wow. Being paid to do what you love, obviously, is a privilege on its own. And not everybody gets to do it. A lot of people just have to, you know, find something else to do or, you know, they don't get they don't get that lucky. So, <laughs> so, well, but what was the transition like? Like, you know, obviously your, your language is English, even from Canada to the States. Yeah. But from English, States, French, and German, right? You're fluent in all three. <laughs> I, I can barely Spanish. speak English, man. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a numbers <laughs> guy. I'm like a math teacher, numbers guy. That's badass. Yeah, Me too, bro. But obviously, English okay. and Spanish, I'm okay in both. And then German, I suck. So that's good, dude. Hey, we, let's all talk math. Let's just talk math. <laughs> Too hard to fast. The great thing about numbers. hockey. <laughs> the great thing about hockey, from what I've seen, is that there's a mixture of cultures. Even if you're in one team in LA, or if you're a team in in, in uh, Boston, or wherever you're at, San Antonio, you have a mixture of cultures. So you're already exposed to different cultures, but what is it like being the outside guy in a foreign country? What is that like? Well, when you come into a, when you play in Europe, there's only so many import positions. Like in Germany, there's only a certain amount of positions that are imports. So there's a lot more pressure on you to perform. So when I came to Germany, the biggest thing was when your team is struggling, they blame the coach then the goalie, or the goalie, then the coach. So at times, man, like we started off hot, we played well, and the fans loved us. I, I'd go to the grocery store, and like people would come up to me. I'd walk through the city center. I would take pictures. I would sign autographs. But when things kind of turned south, where when I started struggling, those same people like really rode me hard. And they try to get rid of me where at, at certain points, like there was a stretch in November where there was literally hundreds of fans shaking their keys, telling me to go home, wow. like go home climbing because I was struggling, letting in goals, team was struggling. And there was hundreds of fans shaking their keys, like yelling at me to go home. They're pissed at us because they're spending good money to come to the games. They're spending good money on beer they want us to play well, and we're struggling as a team. And Germans are both value, but man, I could. How, how, how do you how do you deal with? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I can't. I can't even equate. Let's say, let's say me going to work to my day job, and I'm getting chanted, "Go home, go home, George, go home, <laughs> go home, George." Shaking their keys. Prevalent. 
Banging oh, on the bus. You're spreading oh. Rona. Go home. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. Right. Teach, like 20 teach online, please. I can't imagine what it feels like to win a championship as a pro uh, athlete or lose a, a championship. But that's because I see it. But then I'm also the one to yell at athletes, hey, you suck. Because I'm there, like, I'm in the stands. Oh, you suck. He shoots, yeah. he scores. Hey, climbing, you suck. Right? Yeah. That whole thing. Uh, but I never think of that perspective of nice. I never think of that perspective of uh, what are they feeling? Like, you know, they're still a human being. They're still, they still have emotions. Yes, they're playing. And more than likely, usually, you guys can tune out. But you can't, can't tune out a whole stadium saying, No, you, you, you hear friends. some stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. You hear it. How do but, you deal with Man, it was, it was tough. I'm not going to lie. At, at times, it was tough. And I'd go back to my German apartment where I was living by myself. A lot of times, my internet wouldn't work. I didn't have any cable TVs. Food's different. Lifestyle's different. I mean, it was a challenging times, but I just knew it's like, man, I can grind through this and keep working. I know things will get better. I have confidence in my ability. Or what's what's the you know alternative? Do I go to a different team? Do I go home back to the oil field? And I was like, man, I can't. You know, I committed to this team. I know I can play better. I had faith in my abilities, and you know what though. I ended up sticking to it. I kept working hard. I blocked out the fans. And by the end of the season, man, the fans were – the same fans were chanting my name. You know, climb me, climb me. You know, we'd go off the ice after a win. They'd call me back on the ice where I'd do like a round-the-ice salute to the fans. So it's like it doesn't matter how bad things get sometimes. They're always going to get better. And if you just have faith and confidence in yourself and you keep working hard – they're going to get better. Like you don't want to give up on yourself before you gave yourself a, you know, a true chance. But I do want to know how it feels for somebody to chant your name, climb me, climb me throughout the stadium, or even to go to a bar, to go to a store and say, Oh, you're mad climbing. Can I take a picture? Like, how does that feel? Man, I just, I've been humbled so many times that I've never let myself think I'm more than I really am. Because at the same time, like, you hear those chants, and the next week, they're telling you to go home. And then the next week, they're chanting your name. So, end of the day, man, it's just, you got to stay within yourself. And, and nobody knows yourself better than you. And I just knew myself that if I played well, I felt good about myself. And even if I didn't play well, but I, I left it on the ice, then, man, I was all right with that. So you can't get wrapped up in all that other bullshit, man. You just got to you gotta take the good with the good, the bad with the bad, and, and never really get too crazy about it. Because at the end of the day, it all, become, it all comes to an end. And, and everybody, you know, it doesn't matter how shitty you played, how great you played. Time moves on and everybody gets forgotten at certain, you know, at a certain point or at some point. Now, with that question asked, how does it feel when you come on a podcast and somebody says, I met Matt Climey <laughs> in 2011? <laughs> Jesus, hey, you looked a lot skinnier and better looking hey, back dude, then. Hey, dude, you're what? You're, you're, 
George looks like he's 5'4", and you're like 6'3". Is that right? <laughs> hey, man, how they tall are you? Two good-looking dudes back then, though. There we go. Hey, man, if you do part. come, if you do come to America, would would you say you're an illegal immigrant? Is that okay to say? Yeah, He's going to make it legal. probably going to happen. I'm going to sneak in. Don't worry. <laughs> there we go. Hey, I just want all people to know illegal immigrants don't look like George and I. They look like <laughs> Matt sometimes. Okay? That, that's all I yeah, know for the stereotypes. A bunch of fucking stereotypes. Yeah, stereotypes, dude. <laughs> Some illegal immigrants look like Matt, okay? <laughs> hey, you never know, dude. Canadians are coming in. They're coming in. They're coming they're in. Coming in. They don't even know. know. They don't even know about it. They come from Canada. They don't know. All illegal immigrants don't just come from Mexico. They come from Canada sometimes. They wait till Niagara You don't realize how cold it gets in Canada. It's yeah, 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 it's cold in Canada. We want Canadians to come to Texas. There you go. Right? I'm down with Bring that. the poutine. Ooh. There you go. <laughs> Shit. He's still drinking with the thumb, eh? Or the pinky? Hey, 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 bro. I don't know if you know, this, I know about this, man. Ah! <laughs> Matt. I'm still loco. Hey, do you got you remember T Bone? Huh? Yes, dude. T Bone. T Bone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, what a mascot. All right, Matt. So you're closing out your career in Germany. Well, was it in Germany or was it a different team in Germany? Uh, well, I end up – I played in Australia during the summer and then I end nice. up my career in Bratislava, Slovakia. Okay. Um, let's – I want to know that decision-making because it, it could not be easy. Like, I think anybody that has spent their life working towards something, dealing through through their struggles – and then anybody that actually makes it to their goal, saying goodbye to their goal and now transitioning, like, that has to be hard. Like, my dad just recently retired from the police department. That was hard. And then I, and my mom retired from being a nurse. That was hard. Like, I, I saw that, that transition. From that. Yeah, but, and they're both so, in controversial positions. <laughs> they got that full pension, though. Full government pension. Oh, the government pension, but both good. are very political. <laughs> <laughs> but with that said, like to 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 us, the normal people, that would be like a norm career that you can attain. You're on a different level. Like you made it a professional. You're a badass. Be you, you made it. We're yeah, losers. We're, <laughs> would you say that, Matt? Okay. Hey, you, George, no, and Worm, no. you're both losers. Hey, you guys are right? on the up, though. Too hard, too fast. Wait, you'll be big time one day, and you'll look back on this episode. You'll be like, yeah, remember that? Yeah. This, this, you know, we thought this guy was a right? big deal. Will we be saying Matt's an Or will we say Matt helped us? <laughs> once again, we're going too hard, too fast, and we're derailing from the question. And we don't check How facts. does it feel? How does it feel? <laughs> once again, from your perspective. <laughs> I like, I like it. <laughs> how, does it, how does it feel to say goodbye to a career you worked so hard towards? Man, at the end of the day, you got to be realistic. You know, like I'm not like naive to it all. I mean, I pushed back father time. 
play till 37. I've had a bum knee since I was 15. Grew up poor. I mean, I had the whole story, everything against me. And, man, I've just been grateful. Played a long time. Traveled the world. Met a German girl. Had a baby. I mean, everything's been gravy. So, I've just known the time was coming sooner or later. And, man, it's just everything comes to end at a certain point. And, uh, yeah, my career's over now. And now, I mean, it's it's a challenge because now i got to find a different career. I haven't made the millions. I don't have enough to retire on. I need to find that second job. But, you know what, man, there's a lot of good people out there. I feel like I'm a good person. I feel like I have confidence in myself. If I can make it as a hockey player out of Leduc, I can make it as an average drill working. I mean, I'm going to do well. It's just finding something I really like and I really have that drive for. You know, you should just really enjoy life, man. And just take it for what it is. Live in the moment. Enjoy, love, live. Not worry about the bull. You know, a lot of times you can't change anything. So you might as well just enjoy the ride. Have fun. Eat a lot of good barbecue. Enjoy the sun rays in Texas. Te- Texas barbecue, bro. Texas yeah, barbecue. enjoy the Texas barbecue. Enjoy the Texas weather. Well, you yeah. know, man, in the day, fuck, well, fuck it all, man. And just enjoy it. Enjoy the ride. Yeah, dude. Man, dude, I, lo- I love that perspective, dude. I love that that's, perspective. That's a, that's, a very, that's a very first for Two Hearts and Fast. That Hell yeah, dude. You went Two Hearts and Fast, and we lost. Sure. <laughs> too hard, too fast. <laughs> Jesus. I love that, dude. Shit. Hey, that was a good question, man. I can't I'll drink to this. that, dude. Shit. All right. So we made it to the end of Matt Kleiman's career. He's retired. What do you think? What, what are you? You actually... Earlier in the in the podcast, you said that you've been looking for jobs. What kind of jobs are you looking for? I know you graduated with a education uh, degree. Are you pursuing education, or what are you? You want to be a teacher, bro? George could hook you up, bro. Man, I'm not. I'm not teacher material. Hey, but if anybody <laughs> in Texas drunk. looking for somebody, <laughs> <laughs> okay, you put your resume. <laughs> I literally put my resume together today. Um, man, I'm just going to just try to find the right organization, the right company that, man, has like that good feel, that good energy, good people, where you have fun going to work, where I have fun going to work. Because end of the day, man, life's short. I don't want to be grinding out some crap job where I'm making good money, but I'm miserable. I'd rather work with good people, have a good time, make enough money to support the life I want. And I just that's hope good, the right, bro. you know, I hope the right company comes along, dude. I'm and I'm sure it will. That's good, bro. That's only here in America. So it depends. Who did you vote for? <laughs> nah, I just, just talking, bro. That's voter <laughs> fraud if you voted. You didn't vote, right? Nah, dude. I can't okay, vote good. anywhere. I'm that's voter fraud. It's, it's a two-edged sword, bro. That's voter fraud if you did, but on the second hand, you didn't vote. So you're an I mean, it, it, it goes both ways. <laughs> Which one would you uh, rather be? <laughs> I'm drunk. Hey, did I mention I'm drunk? <laughs> I'm a little drunk. Hey, St. Arnold's, dude, he protects too me. Hard, right? Too hard, too fast. <laughs> what a name. What a perfect um, name. 
What? Well, what? Too hard, too fast. Too hey, hard, too fast, bro. George's problem. Ich-e-ich-bin-bom, swai-haren, swai-schnell. All right, bro, that's all I got to say. I think that's going to have to be a shrimp. Too hard, too fast. It's George's problem. <laughs> 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 oh, man. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah, man. dude, it's it's hard, man. It's just it's finding that direction, like what wh- where to go next. But I know once I get established, I'm gonna start like a goalie coaching, goalie lessons, private lessons, because I love to give back, right? I love to give back to that next generation, and especially to the kids that don't have as much money. I really pull for the kids that are less fortunate, the kids that haven't really have everything given to them. I just, I just respect the f- out of them, and, and if they're good enough and they want to work hard, I want to provide some guidance and education to help them make it, you know, because just so many rich parents are just paying, paying their way for their kids to kind of fold through. And, man, we got to look out for the, for the, you know, for the little guys too. Yeah, and that's a good statement because I know you said in Canada, like, everybody plays hockey or everybody's pushed to hockey. So the access, I, I'm thinking the accessibility to hockey is greater there, regardless of your money status or your social, you know, your, uh, wherever you are, your social status. But in the U.S., from what I see, is that usually the only people that get to play hockey or get to experience hockey is people that have a little extra money to be able to afford the pads, the skates, the sticks. Um, so other kids are not as privileged to learn about it or even to be even less to be able, be able to play it as a little kid. So I think that's, that's, that's exactly what, what should be done by somebody. And if that's you, that's the perfect thing to do. You know, open even it in up Canada, up. man. Oh. Even in Canada. Oh. <laughs> hey bro, we hey. just saw your whole f-ing apartment. <laughs> <laughs> It's not bad, dude. This is the back room. This is where I sleep when I get in trouble, you know? With the old- <laughs> <laughs> nice, dude. That's where you need to get drunk. That's a good idea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what it says. Like, you're doing too hard too fast. You might as well get on the couch already. Might as well. <laughs> too hard too fast. <laughs> Except so, for yeah. me. I'm thinking about getting a dog. What do you guys think? There's good energy. I just, dude. I, I just hate being controversial just to see what people say. I love that, dude. Positive <laughs> energy. I love that. Dude. Well, exactly, speaking, dude. Exactly. Speaking of controversial, I think it's time for that question, Worm. Should I ask it now? I think it's it's been All a right. while. Right. Come on, Matt, bro. Can you share with us a too hard, too fast experience or story with us, dude? All right. Prefer where you got drunk and naked, but if not, then <laughs> someone else. It's all good. No, I got a good one, dude. I got a good one. Oh, you got a good one? I, I got a, I have a, good, I have a really good one. Really good one. So so first year, I was playing in the East Coast Hockey League in Boise, Idaho. Boise? I had, I had a Boise. professor from Boise. Get so noisy in Boise. Undercover, great city. Great city. But I had two buddies come down, watch you play some games. I got a shutout and then a shutout. And it was Saturday night <laughs> at home. So Saturday night means like green light. Like we're all going out. Like you're going Hell hard. 
you're going out it's on the hard night, too you know? fast. We get it, bro. You're going too hard too fast. Exactly. Yeah. But anyways, we go drinking. By the end of the night, we end up at this bar called Dirty Little Roddy's. Oh, and it's shit. a basement bar. And uh, they have a mechanical bull. Nice. So my college buddy is like, fuck it. And, you know, I'm like, I'm time traveling by now. I don't remember I'm much. Time he's like, traveling. They're not from Texas, bitch. Whoa, the he's fuck like, let's get around. Are. He's like, I'm going to get around the bull rides, you know, get around the bull rides. <laughs> so anyways, I get on this bull. I'm still in my suit from like the game. You know, I'm in my suit in the game. 40 so, seconds. Oh, dude, he, I don't remember any of it, but he bucks me <laughs> off. And anyways, I hammer my back. Don't really remember any of it. I get up and uh, I go, we go back. We finish partying the night. I wake up in the morning and like I'm with like a lady friend. I wake up and there's blood everywhere. There's blood <laughs> all over the bed. There's blood everywhere. I'm still in my suit. Like I'm still in my suit. I don't, I'm like, holy shit. You know, and I'm like, I'm making yeah, sure she's alive. Suit. I'm like, holy shit, hopefully she's not dead on me. You know, like this could be awful, obviously. But anyways, I, I, I'm like, holy shit, my back hurts. So anyways, I got this, I feel my back and my back's bleeding everywhere. And oh I'm like, my holy gosh. shit, I smashed my back with the bull ride. Oh my but gosh. to make matters worse is I get called up to Dallas Stars the next week. Oh, my <laughs> And I got to play in the NHL, dude. And after my first game, like, I'm in the shower and, like, Brett Hall, a legend, comes in. And he's like, hey, you know, congratulations on the first win. Like, great fucking job, you know. And I turn around yeah, and he's like, yeah. oh, sh what happened to your back? <laughs> he's like, I'm just riding the bull. Just riding the bull, dude. I still got the scar to this day. I don't know. Oh, here we go. It. Let's see it. I don't know, but... Wait, wait, wait. Squat down. Squat down. Squat down. Squat down. We just see your ass. There it is. We see it. Hey. There it is. See your ass, too. Bring down your shorts, too. Let's see your ass. Get out of here. You want to show your ass? Hey, that's too hard. Hey, Matt. Hey, Matt. Dude, too fast I went to see your ass. You're too hard, too fast. Right we saw now. your score. We didn't see your ass. Fuck you. <laughs> 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 too hard, too fast. Too hard, too fast. That too is, hard, too fast. That like, is perfect. Also, we <laughs> was like three seconds and just stared straight at you. Like, <laughs> I know, dude. I was. I was doing I was this. Like getting dressed. I was, wow, dude. Let's see that ass. We saw the scar. <laughs> We're amazed by the scar. That we was it, buddy. That ass. was it. That's a great you story. Fail. We too did hard not to see the ass. But I okay. think that you could have been a fucking, uh, you could have been great for, for, your gen for this generation. Too hard, too fast. That's it, man. The bull ride. <laughs> the bull ride. That hey, is the the scar was badass, though. The scar was badass, dude. So, fuck. Okay. So you had that scar. Keep going with the story. That was it, dude. Yeah. No, 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 no. We want to hear more. That was the story. Also, was that your NHL debut too? When that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. my goodness, dude. That is. It was like it was like a week after, dude. And my back is all scabbed up because obviously I didn't go to the hospital, you know. 
I was like, man, I'm not getting this checked out. Yeah. Yeah. So I let it rock and then end up, yeah, playing in Dallas and, uh, yeah, dude, just kind of just put a bandaid over it. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say right now, to date, that's the best too hard to pass story. That's the best one. It made me cry. That, made that me is cry too like hard, too fast. Without seeing an ass, <laughs> that's the best one. <laughs> it was almost, it was almost like a show and tell. It had, <laughs> it had, a, it had a show. With that said, let's close out this podcast. Let's close this podcast out, down man. the drain. Oh, oh yeah, dude, we had a great time. Matt with fucking Queenie. brought us down real go. quick, dude. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Matt Climby, oh, retired. Let me tell his stories, bro. Pinchy estrellas, right here, dude. We're lucky to have him. We're grateful to have him. Thank for thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for going too hard, too fast with us. Um, yeah, yeah. Before we go, what are you going to say? Tell the stores, Matt Klein, me. With that said, remember, dare to be you, dare to be weird. We'll see you guys on the next one. Bye. Bye. Tell the stores. All right. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we never Thanks warned you. Thanks for having me, guys. Just don't look.